Okay, keep going. Now I'm on the podcast. So what's a podcast? And welcome back to What You're Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike. And I'm Ruby. Our guest for today, he is the brains and brawn behind Kimbits416 on Twitter and on Instagram. And an all-round smooth, cool dude. Here's <laughs> Chi-Hung. Hey, Mike. Hey, Ruby. Thanks for having me back. Great to have you back, Chi-Hung. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to get some of your thoughts on seasons three and four. What did you think of them? Wow, that seems like such a long time ago. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a good thing that I binged the episodes again. Uh, wow. So season three, I found that um, there were a lot of episodes that sort of stood alone. Um, there wasn't mm-hmm. really much in terms of, um, you know, holidays or any date markers. So for people who like to just drop in and, and catch some of their favorite episodes and jump around, uh, then it's great for that. Um, mm-hmm. I especially like season four because I found there to be more continuity. There were a lot more callbacks. Um, I remember there was an episode where um, Janet was throwing a um, anniversary party for her parents. Right. Mm. And she made up that excuse about you know having a photo exhibit. And Amma said, but I just went to your photo exhibit. <laughs> so... <laughs> So things like that, there, there were a lot of references. And even um, later on, there was uh, an instance where Appa had given uh, Gerald a bag of ketchup chips. I mean, that's a right. callback mm. all the way to season one, yes. where he would have uh, one bag of chip for life. <laughs> and, right. Uh, there was a flick to Janet's head. So uh, I really, I really enjoyed season four. Nice. Yeah, I, I did catch a couple of those, and I think we'll talk about it when we talk about the characters, but I'm sure you're going to also mention them as well. So there'll be a bit of overlap, but before <laughs> that, um, now for the last three seasons in Toronto, the Toronto fans have been really trying to gather together for these season premiere parties. Like I remember this uh, second season, we'd gathered in Bad Dog Theater. Mm-hmm. And, in their in, bar area in their only. bar area, right. <laughs> and it was only like 10 of us there. And uh, yeah, we just basically sat around the small TV and watched the season premiere together. And we were lucky that Sujit, um, Ben, and Michael had shown up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember for season three, Ruby and I, we did our own party and we had a little more people pop in. And even people in this board game cafe area that we did, it had popped in. And and when they realized we were watching Kim's, they're like, oh, this is kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah. Uh, So they sat in and watched. But season four was really special. And uh, maybe Chi-Hung can talk a bit more about it. Yeah, that season four premiere, um, it was my first time attending uh, a watch party. And I think... (laughs) By season four, um, just the uh, the fan base had grown so much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in terms of social interaction, the, the cast has always been excellent in, in engaging mm-hmm. with us. And I think um, you know the anticipation and and just having the event promoted uh, online to gather Kimbits, but also knowing that there would be a, you know a few special surprise guests. I think that really drew everybody there and we were fortunate enough to get tickets uh, to, to attend yeah season four i i 
Chi Hung and I were kind of on the ends of uh, what was happening. <laughs> Not everybody knew that the cast was coming. Like people knew that something was going on, that we we're all going to watch together, that there may have been games or something. Mm-hmm. But I thought uh, everyone knew that uh, Andrew was coming. No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, no, no. Because uh, it's it's his house kind of right yeah, that it's his, theaters is it's his, his house place, but yeah. like in season three they were so busy doing promotions that they mm-hmm. couldn't come out to anything so in season four nobody knew what was going to happen but people were like okay we'll come out and we had a good show like Very we filled the theater up. yeah pretty much and um they, these were not only like uh people that we've seen at all the different premieres but also new people yeah, as well a lot of new fans and I remember I got the heads up like, hey, Mike, try to get everybody to sit down. And I'm like, okay. And that moment that Paul and Andrew had walked in <laughs> was like, everybody's floored. They're like, oh my God, they're here. Yeah. Especially all the new people. All the, the fans that knew them were, they were just as excited, but it's like, oh, cool. Yay, but on top of that, yeah. Andrew had brought in, he delivered pizza as yes. well. So Lots of boxes. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, what is this that he's passing out? <laughs> That was really cool of him because that that's a throwback to before, like in other events, he was kind of saying like, you know what, I'm going to bring pizza at the next event. Mm-hmm. And he, he actually delivered. Yeah, that was yeah, he, very, very cool. He mentioned back in, um, you know, the first season that they were doing the family uh, fan, fan day at the Canadian yeah. Screen Awards uh, week. Mm. Um, I know that Andrew wanted to host a pizza party um, for, for the fans, but, you know, due to building regulations they, they couldn't quite uh, swing that off and bring in food from outside <laughs> <laughs> and he finally pulled it off since bad dogs is home so yeah. he's like i'm on a pizza party we're gonna do a pizza party <laughs> i guess you can swing that when you're two times now three times he is a winner yeah uh, didn't, you, oh. didn't you call that mike um <laughs> you, you made a graphic or uh, you, that said three time winner I probably did. I have to go back and find that. I make a lot of <laughs> graphics. <laughs> I was hoping Paul could win too, so then mm. they could I could get them twin championship belts or something. Mm. So. <laughs> but uh, next year, definitely season four. Mm-hmm. All right. So today's episode is going to be a bit different than most. Uh, just like anything this season, it's not been very conventional. But we'll be getting down to the nitty gritty of things that you may have caught and things that you may have forgot. Uh, so we'll be focusing on facts of our favorite characters, as well as Chi Hung's prepared a historical view of the Kim show. And finally, we're going to talk about potential spin-offs and alternate futures, sort of what-ifs in the Kim's universe. And uh, yeah, this is going to be pretty much the geekiest episode of our <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> I love it. It's going to be awesome. All right. So let's start off with favorite characters or just characters overall in their facts uh, uh Chi maybe you can start <laughs> us off sure let's uh let's go with uh number one on the call sheet Appa so he's uh he's known by uh several names of course uh Mr. Kim yes and mm-hmm. uh his proper name Sang Il I, I right. recall that episode with the code open with Mr. Meta and they were mm-hmm. Describing how respectful they were to each other, addressing each other by their by their surname, mm-hmm. and then Mister Meta, of course, uh, said he would never dream of calling him Yobo, <laughs> 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 and not knowing Which that it really wasn't actually his name, and it was more of a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he then calls him Appa, and uh, <laughs> Mister Kim had to correct him again, and it 
I just I just bursted out laughing when uh, when when Mr. Kim couldn't remember Mr. Meta's first name either. Yeah, 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 and I think they were supposed to reveal it at some point, maybe earlier or later. Uh, I think they did a couple episodes later in the show, but you'll probably be able to confirm that later. <laughs> what I find funny is like I didn't understand why they were talking about that about being respectful and not calling each other by their first oh. name because like on a friendship basis people do use their first names well yeah i, I guess <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> well i mean i think i guess the humor of it was that they couldn't remember their first names too yeah um, i think that was more so why they had that conversation yeah and they were just trying to protect their pride and their egos <laughs> i I found it as sort of like a right the writer's way of like poking fun at that. Mm-hmm. And again, it's one of those things that in the show, I mean, the first thing that Chi Hung mentions is that you know his his name is Mister Kim or Sangil, yeah. Kim Sangil, right? Mm-hmm. And I I make that mistake on the podcast. Like the one person who corrects me <laughs> is actually Eugene. It's like you know he says Mister Kim all the time, and I'm saying Appa, and then he kind of dumbs it down to say Appa as well. <laughs> So, I mean, like, we all recognize him as Appa on the show, mm-hmm. but he's actually Mr. Kim. So I, I felt that it was kind of the writer's way of saying, you know, Yobo, Appa. It's like, you know, this is actually Bringing Mr. it Kim. to light, yeah, yeah, that those are just terms and titles that people use rather than actual names, yeah. yeah. Probably, huh. Well, yeah, that makes me. sense. That makes sense, too, because y- you have some characters like Mr. Chin, yeah. uh, mm. where there's not really a benefit necessarily to have a first name. Um, sometimes it just right. seems like extra information that's not needed. Mm-hmm. And I know that, for example, uh, with Kimchi, his his first name was revealed um, in season mm. four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I don't know if people were clamoring to know what his actual name. I I think everyone really <laughs> assumed Kim Chi was his his name. After <laughs> his actual name, yeah. yeah. Four seasons, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he has like nameplate like yes. on his desk. Oh, for assistant Kim manager. Yeah. It's yeah. like I don't know how you got away with that. But. <laughs> well, there's also there's always assumed names, right? Like for people that have cultural names in school, you can choose like an English name, and the teachers will call you that. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to rename myself Power Ranger or something. Well, that's not a name. That's like no, a thing. <laughs> it could be a name. It's a name. Power Rangers is a name. I guess. I know a ranger. I it's just like adding a power in front of that. I f- like in Kimchi's case, he went the opposite way, right? Because he actually has an English name, but for whatever reason, he chose to use his childhood nickname, which isn't spelt like the actual food, but it sounds was, like the food. Was it ever explained why they went that way and not? The regular way of spelling kimchi? No, it's no. never been mentioned. Maybe it's just uh, to add flair to it. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to be kimchi. I want to be kimchi. <laughs> yeah, I know that in the world of professional wrestling, they often do this sort of thing so that they can have ownership. They can trademark the name. But I don't mm. think CBC has done any sort of licensing specifically using kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Andrew had a say. I mean, he is a fan of professional wrestling. so That's very true. And that basically Inns approached him saying, you're the kimchi. You're, you're that guy. So mm-hmm. um, I, I wouldn't it, be surprised if he had more say in that. That's true. Because his character wasn't a character that was in the, play. in the original play. So it is something that's created just for television and 
who knows, maybe he had a say in what his naming should be and how it should be crafted. Mm -hmm. And I think to a different point where we're talking about merchandise and product, Kimchi does have a lot of merchandise with with like his name on shirts and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe... Yeah. That was like kind of on the business path. That's one person I want to see. <laughs> the person who does the kimchi shirts on the show. Not not we know who does it in real life, but who's making his shirts on in the, the show. show. <laughs> yeah, like do you the remember fake. that he had that um they had he had one of those special shirts with um a bunch of different uh items or, or names listed. Um it was something like uh let me think. It was naps, sneakers basketball fried chicken and kimchi oh i i vaguely remember that one i didn't yeah drill that, that was one of those it. um maybe i'm just trying to remember if that was actually available to purchase but um uh, uh, i remember when i saw it i was trying to like i was trying to freeze frame it and, and read exactly <laughs> what was on the shirt yeah maybe on legal hustle so legal hustle has uh provided a lot of the t-shirt designs that Andrew Fung is worn as kimchi on the show. Mm -hmm. um, not everything, but most things. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to find it anywhere, go on Legal Hustle. I think it's legalhustle.com or .ca. One of those. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So while we're on kimchi, was there any other nicknames that you caught for him? Actually, we should tell everyone what his real name is. Oh, yeah. His real name. <laughs> yeah. Arnold. Wasn't that a surprise? Yeah. It's so... Get to the chopper. <laughs> so like i don't know when i when i heard it it felt very unreal like you can't picture him with the name arnold yeah i he he teased uh, sorry he being andrew fung had teased that it started with an a or no, no he teased something about it and uh we all went on weird tangents and then he said you know what somebody actually got it right uh oh, wow. in the guessing <laughs> yeah out of like i think it was like a hundred or earth 200 some number in the hundreds of guesses somebody actually guessed arnold right yeah interesting i was <laughs> convinced it was going to be andy um, oh, because it's like, a you know it's a play yeah. on his own name but it's yeah andy of handy and andy of handy <laughs> and kimchi of kim's convenience so his name would be an am amalgamation of both of those uh workplaces that's funny <laughs> But, um, Andy, Andy. <laughs> but Arnold, like, I, I remember that, um, was it in the 80s or 90s? Probably 90s, where Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live had a sketch with Hans and Franz, um, oh, okay. which is basically a parody of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. So I thought maybe that's where they're getting the Arnold from. Um, I uh, think in one of the episodes, uh, Shannon talked about not being able to watch uh to stay up and watch snl until she was 18 so i think someone on the writing staff was a, a fan of the show. <laughs> oh yeah it, it's funny that you mentioned that i find that uh we mentioned this in another episode that there are a lot of little easter eggs or little mentions of other shows like the the mention of friends and one of the cold openings mm -hmm. and the right. whole wait for it which is <laughs> another cold open which i was like is that a throwback to how I met your mother? So, yeah, you can definitely tell that these writers are fans of other comedies. Oh, there was other. There was another thing that I remember too was that um, in the first season, if you're paying attention, um, his last name was actually revealed, or at least his mom's last name. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. They mentioned that uh, 
Mrs. Han owned yes. number one hair salon. Yes. Yep. And right. at the time, we didn't know necessarily if that was like her maiden name or if that was the married name. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I wonder if the writers did drop little hints along the way. And maybe sometimes, you know, some of them, they don't air or um, it's just sort of left for nitpicking fans like us to pick <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, there are a bunch of things with kimchi um, that, uh, yeah, like the number one top hair salon thing that they threw in there. And uh, in season four, you know, you we get to also learn a little bit of the origins of his name kimchi as well, that it's actually mm-hmm. came from his dad, mm-hmm. right? And um, it's the only thing that was basically left for him and they were eating kimchi together or something like that. So it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's cool to get to know kimchi over the seasons, of course. I mean, yeah. kimchi was the plucky sidekick kind of at <laughs> first, and now they're really like giving the character more and more life. Mm-hmm. Let's actually move on to, uh, let's move on to Jung. Sure. Yeah. He, he's of course has, uh, he works with Shannon who is, uh, big on using puns and, and giving nicknames. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there's everything from Junyun rings to fun Jung shenanigans, <laughs> Jungy Jungy hippos. Um, mm-hmm. I remember Kimchi once dropped the Jung Superfly Kim. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. But you know what's very interesting that I found was that uh, early on, Shannon and even Kimchi, um, what I hear when they when they say oh. the name Jung was I actually hear Chung like a C H yeah. sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that's kind of mentioned before, but in the last season, season four, I I detect that you know when Shannon says it, it's more more of a J sound, yeah, um, as as Jung is, and it it was always kind of weird to me because you know you have Janet who's also a J sound, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no you know there's no misinterpreting the way you pronounce that. People don't say it's not Janet. Janet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know he's uh, he he loves to be in the spotlight. Um, so I remember they had that uh, that audition for mm-hmm. oh right the um, astounding the, uh, reality show yeah yeah so a play on uh, the Amazing Race and they were doing those uh, those videos uh, audition videos and uh, for for Team Jungchi and it was <laughs> uh, it's fun to see those types of sort of almost like a skit within within the show. Yes, <laughs> and, uh, and and Jung had borrowed the cape from Terence. All right, mm-hmm. flying scene, and and I think Terence revealed that he had that as part of his vampire Halloween costume. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think other nicknames uh, that that I I remember about Jung is Dum Dum Jung, Donkey oh. Kong Jung, all yeah. given by Appa. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and I thought at first, like when they did that joke, I'm like, oh, okay, those kids are mean. It's like, yeah, we make so much fun of them. <laughs> I was like, that's a perfect line. <laughs> now, here's the thing that I always wondered about Jung's name, because like for for Korean names, for Chinese names, there's usually two characters and then a, a last name with one character. So I always wondered, is Jung a short form of a two character name or is it his actual full name, like just Kim Jung. That's that's <laughs> a question for In's Joy. 
<laughs> but the the Chung and Jung part, mm-hmm. I remember talking. This actually came up in a fan thing recently, and uh, it's with one of the. Uh, so Melvin, he's one of the other Kimbits, and he was doing Korean lessons, and somebody asked him about that, and he was saying, you know, some of them say Chung. And some say Jung. It's actually supposed to be Jung, according oh, okay. to pronunciation. So, okay. uh, the thing that Chi Hung just mentioned about pronunciation—it's it's it. Shannon's doing it right in season four, <laughs> <laughs> not so much in season one. Yeah. But, uh, well, well, I I kind of like it in some ways because if you say my name really quickly, it could be like Jung. <laughs> oh yeah. Chi Hung, Chi Hung. Jung. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so other cool things that I found about Jung um, is that um, when Kimchi's mom visits, you find out that, uh, of course, Jung was sort of used as a scapegoat for a lot of Kimchi's antics as a kid. You know, the pot, the porn, all that <laughs> stuff. It's like, yeah, it's Jung. Stealing jewelry or money or whichever it was. But a funny parallel to that was there that there was a Mrs. Sung mm-hmm. for all the parents. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that Mrs. Sung, she's a bad person. She <laughs> she left all those clothes on my bed and all that yeah. stuff, sleeping with random men and all that. <laughs> and, and I found the, the, the use of the last name Sung, which is not as common as a Korean name as, you know, Kim and Park and right. Lee. Um, but that uh, there is one member of the cast who has the last name Sung, which is Christina Sung, who plays Mrs. Lee in the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are other last names used uh, for other characters, Mrs. Yoon and Mrs. Ko. Mrs. Yoon probably being Jean. referencing Jean's <laughs> yeah. real name. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Ko, I don't know yet, but that's probably going to be a thing. Well, Mrs. <laughs> Bang as well um, for the, uh, the, you know, the Korean drama season finale. Um, oh. Where they stole the Wi-Fi, I think Emma invited a Mrs. Bang. Right. Mm. Okay. There you go. So Andrew is getting a shout out there too. Yeah. <laughs> cool. 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 Yeah. One other thing, I'd love to see like Andrea's sister, uh, Diana oh. Bang, make an appearance and just be like, I don't know, they have like a feud or something. But uh, speaking of um, Andrea, why don't we talk about Janet then? Okay, um, so in terms, let's see, what do I have for Janet? Well, she actually had quite a few. Um, you know, <laughs> if you remember um, when she was uh, in class and they were trying to find her online portfolio, All right. there were so many Janet Kims <laughs> that she went and changed her name yep. to Oi Kyung, yeah, I believe. So, yeah. Just this treasure. And so just for fun, I, I, I looked up janet kim photography okay and there are a lot of results and the number one result is a janet kim from kitchener so not too far from here okay Hmm. that's cool yeah um but one one nickname that i i recall was um you know when she was hanging out with kimchi uh yeah uh, he referred to her as planet janet planet janet (laughs) and uh in return he was blu-ray but uh, what was interesting was that Chelsea also referred to her as Planet yes, Jack. I wrote that. Yeah, How I caught that know? too. Yeah, that's a good point. Unless, like, Kimchi really hung around, like, their apartment, which I can't see him doing that. 
he's only really appeared maybe twice in Janet's place. He's been to Janet's place? Yeah, when they're playing the uh they're playing a game and oh, right. Na Young was there with Oh, uh, cuz some sort okay. of trivia, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and they're talking about um yeah, about yeah, it was that same episode. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. If you um if you if you're obsessive like I was and and sort of uh paused you can actually read the contents of the letter that uh, she wrote to Kim. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find it. But um, I remember that uh, in the in the letter, she wanted to have three kids. And mm-hmm. if it went really well, they would have a pet and a fourth kid. Whoa. They had, she had the names written out. And she said something like, you know, if Kim Chi took my last name, he would be Kim Chi Kim. <laughs> which we know would not be true <laughs> it'd be well yeah it would probably be legally arnold kim <laughs> yeah <laughs> to the chopper sorry <laughs> to the chopper <laughs> um one thing i call for janet is that her parents originally wanted to name her well umma wanted to name her Su young and uh appa wanted to name her Hesung. Hey son. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Someone can correct yeah. me. No, you're Are right. Are there meanings to those names? Uh, good question. I should have <laughs> asked. <laughs> there probably are, but not as cool as Justice Treasure. Right. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the background of her name coming from uh, some babysitter, somebody that had helped the Kims when they were, they just had immigrated to Canada and mm-hmm. needed help and made them banana bread and stuff like that. Yeah. And her name was Janet and Amma kind of doesn't really tell her the full story, but at some point this person passed and they named her Janet. Mm-hmm. Was that a real thing? I, I I wasn't sure if that was made up entirely. <laughs> You know what? With Umma in like season three and four, I I can't tell anymore. Seasons two, I'm going to say it's probably possible. Season three, I don't know. It's, she, I don't know. Her character has changed a little bit. She sneak attacks all the time now. So it's like, what is not a sneak attack? Well, that that elephant, remember, um, she sent Janet on a wild goose chase to get it. Oh, yeah, the elephant. Yeah. Okay, uh, so Kimchi, Janet, Jung, Umma. We haven't talked about Umma yet. Yeah, I don't have too much for Umma. I know that, um, you know, when, when she had that history as being a, a dance teacher. Right. Um, so her, her little fling with Edwin, yep. dancing bear. <laughs> um, what did he call her? What was his nickname for her again? Uh, you know what? That's a one? good question. I remember I, he was a bear, dancing bear. Oh yeah, bear. dancing bear. That's what dancing he just bear. said. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know I have it in that episode when we covered it. Yeah. He, he called her something. Um, damn it. That's well, a we good know her, question. We know her real name is Young Mi. Yes. yes. Um, and um, there was that episode where actually near the. Was it the finale of season four where they went scuba diving? Mm-hmm. And um, the instructor claimed that, you know, uh, Appa was in his 70s. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think he, re- he ref- referred to her as 
was it young young me or yummy or yummy something? yummy yeah. Right. right yeah um so she's i think she's been pretty consistent in what people call her like i think they a lot of people just call her mrs kim yeah 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 no nicknames yet until well, not she, many. she gets awarded you know we're just gonna call you sneak attack <laughs> <laughs> Well, the um, one I, cool fact that I found throughout um, throughout the seasons is that they've been kind of showing pictures of Jean's real parents uh, yes. throughout the four seasons. Um, uh, in I think it was season three where she's dusting off a picture on the don't touch wall, or do mm. not touch wall. Um, she's dusting a picture of her actual dad, who's a, like a well-respected professor. And in season four, the episode where Appa and Amma are kind of sleeping in separate rooms uh there's a picture of again her parents both her mom and her dad sitting on the dresser and they're both like i think in dark clothes or something like that no and i asked Jean about that i'm like was that your parents again she's like yes and (laughs) and uh they had dressed up and already got the pictures taken before they even knew they were going to get paid for it and then like apparently her parents found it funny that they were going to get paid for that they were just going to do it Mm. so I found that kind of cool. So it wasn't an actual like family picture or anything. No, no, it was just the two of them. It was um, just they were just taking it for the show. That's funny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's nice attention to detail. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out uh, actually from Melvin. He told me that for Paul, his dad is actually in one of the pictures on the Don't Touch Wall as well. Oh. Uh, one of his younger day pictures. So. Hmm. Yeah. Nice little tips or facts. Yeah, the one thing I, I remember uh, in season three, I had I kind of mentioned about those episodes being somewhat independent, was when she got that haircut. Um, oh, right. Was it like a cute Dutch boy haircut? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it kind of went back to normal uh, the very following. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Continuity. Yeah. I was like, that yeah. was weird. That that was kind of weird, and I and I, and I I did a timeline, but I couldn't really reconcile it. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like <laughs> for continuity, you would have liked to see maybe it grow out gradually, but sometimes yeah. you kind of just say, okay, well, it's it's back to normal. And that's I guess one cool fact for people who don't know the the hair that Amma has is not actually Jean. She's wearing a wig. Yeah, Jean's hair is very short. Yeah typically pretty short okay so i know we have a couple handy characters to cover um let's talk about shannon okay so shannon um i mean she she gave herself some some nicknames (laughs) um i i remember she referred to herself as piano fingers due to her long hands she said that she was um a rebound queen (laughs) <laughs> right that wasn't just a basketball reference i'm sure um she kind of yeah. has a history of you know breaking up and then getting with the next guy which kind of happened again mm-hmm. yeah they should also call her storage closet queen because yeah her alejandro and jung <laughs> uh, that, that same storage closet not clean that, yeah that's they gotta clean that <laughs> Yeah, and uh, one of those things that I, I caught, and, and I know that it kind of surprised you, Mike, was um, in the first episode. Oh yes, where Mrs. Kim sort of you know took over her office so that she could speak with Jung. 
um, Shannon tried to get in because she needed her insulin, mm. um, which suggests that she's diabetic. But in future episodes, she would get uh, coffee orders from Zhang, which contained her regular two sugars and a bit of cream. And then later on, you know, she really loved those lemon squares. And yes, I she thought, did. <laughs> I thought, you know, good on Zhang for stopping her and saying, hey, babe, I don't think you should have any more. So it's, he was being a really good boyfriend, I, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> to all those that forgot, she's actually diabetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The continuity of that seems to have disappeared. <laughs> yeah. When, when Chi Hung told me that, I'm like, oh, man, you're right. She was just going to eat an orange after that. But um, yeah, I wonder what happened to that. Hopefully they address something like that. So then they can say, you know, what, guys, shut up. Here it is. She's not actually diabetic. You're just kidding. Well, it's, it's rare for um, something to be introduced at the beginning and not follow through. I, I know that you you two sort of binged Friends recently. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one thing I found with Friends was that in the later seasons, they, they were really bad at introducing these quirks of the characters that didn't make sense if you go by continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's been a while since I watched Friends, but was it Chandler that was afraid of dogs or somebody was afraid of getting something in their eye. And if you just rewatch those episodes, they don't really line up sometimes. And I know that <laughs> yeah. for Kim's, they, they've done a pretty good job of um, not having too many of these quirks that are later kind of rebuffed or, or contradicted. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the thing with the, the insulin, you know, maybe it was a throwaway line. Yeah, they didn't really think about it, and that it's well, it's kind of too late to <laughs> to go back and correct that. Yeah, well, as long as it doesn't become an ongoing thing and disappears, like you know the duck and the chicken thing, uh, that pissed me off about Friends. It's like, what happened to the duck and the chicken? And then in the last episode, it's like, yeah, they 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 died. It's like, oh great, you just threw that away after having them for a whole season. <laughs> Yeah, and don't um and, and don't don't look too carefully during those transition scenes with the exterior of the building, hoping to see the um the crash fit uh, next door. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, true. Uh, right. Yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, they even went as far as to describe the whole handy move over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that they had changed locations. They had, they had a merger. Yeah. So that would explain why they had bigger offices and like a different look overall. Totally different layout, yeah. Yeah, and new staff too. Mm-hmm. I mean, new staff that isn't being rotated out of there. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, for Shannon, the only other thing I had was... Uh, her full name would be Shannon Ross, and she was called Sharon by Amanda, who is her regional manager. Oh, or, right, and she didn't want to correct her. Yeah, she didn't want to correct her. <laughs> and cats. Uh, she has two cats. She's got Midden, Middens and Snowball, uh, which is also the same name as one of the Simpsons cats. Isn't it the name mm. of all the Simpsons cats? Because it was Snowball 1, Snowball 2, Snowball mm. 3. Yeah, I haven't kept up with Simpsons, so I just wanted to say one of the Simpsons <laughs> cats. <laughs> it's funny you bring up Simpsons because that was sort of um, my reference point when doing this timeline, uh, which we'll talk about a bit later. Um, I wasn't sure if the series was, if time you know had passed that much because we don't see any yes. winter scenes. Um, So it's hard to gauge when one year passes after another. But (laughs) during the last um, episode uh, of season four, where uh, Janet is talking about having spent four years and three years uh, at OCAD and three years as roommates with Gerald. And you sort of, you get 
It's like, whoa, you know, time you get actually slapped passed. in the face. Like, oh, oh my gosh, all this time had passed. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like in The Simpsons where nothing really has consequences. They're still in the same grade. Nothing really changes except for maybe, you know, the um, Mod Flanders dying. That was the only That's right. real mm-hmm. difference. But everything else kind of happens in isolation. Um, and... And that sort of thing is uh, it's good for a cartoon, but you know when you have sort of like a serialized yeah. um, series, you want continu- continuity, you want growth. And I mean, I'm not saying that Kim's is anything like The Simpsons, but it's it's hard to figure out sometimes. You you have these touch points like um, you know Jung being promoted, and then uh, Kim Ji being promoted to assistant mm-hmm. manager, and then the relationships. And that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as I mentioned, in season three, there were a lot of episodes that maybe were filmed out of sequence. I know they do a lot of block shooting, which means mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. shoot multiple episodes or scenes concurrently so that, yeah. um, I guess, for time, for time reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it, it does allow for some flexibility in terms of the episodes. And I think there were some juggling around in, in terms of the sequence. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't yeah. matter in the, in the grand scheme of things whether, you know... Um, one episode appears be- before the other, All right. uh, but it's it's always good to to know in, you know with continuity. Uh, as fans, were invested in in the show, and um, it's when you have things like callbacks, it's it's almost like rewarding us. Yes. you know, it's like thanks for thanks for being so loyal. Here's something that um, harkens back to a previous episode, and you can say, "Hey, I remember that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. Great points. Um, so I guess we'll be talking more about that during the timeline. Um, I think the only other character that I had was Terrence cause he's probably got the most nicknames in the series. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to start off his full name and this isn't really said in the series. This is kind of said, yeah, there's this little tidbit on Twitter where they had this kind of fake letter, uh, on a screen at handy and it said, to Mr. Pepler, uh, which is actually talking about Terrence. Mm. And it was something about causing a ruckus at Toronto Zoo. So that was actually (laughs) referencing Terrence. So I don't know if officially his name is Terrence Pepler, but we've kind of went forward with that. So you're stuck with it, writers. (laughs) Yeah, so Terrence, um, uh, well, especially in season four, Mm. uh, he had a lot of nicknames. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and... uh, I don't know who I don't know if you can actually draw in real life, but he did uh, not only uh, the job board Terrence uh, <laughs> cartoon, right. uh, JBT, JBT, um, but uh, before it was defaced and turned into Dick Nose Terrence, uh, <laughs> he had also drawn in uh, Stacy's birthday card. If you remember, he drew uh, mm. cartoons of uh, all the handy staff. Oh right! Um, before Jung sort of wrote uh, "Love Jung," and he had to they had to scrap that card. <laughs> But it was actually well drawn. I mean, I looked at it and uh, um, whether Michael Musi actually did those sketches or more, oh. more likely than not, they got someone else to do it. Yeah, um, I, I confirmed with Mike. I was like, okay, tell me that you drew JBT. Yeah. He's like, no, I didn't. It was somebody else. I'm like, oh, come on. That would have made a better story. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's been known as T-Bag, T-Bone, T-Bird. Uh, wasabi, uh, you know, with, with the Chamo yeah. episode. Chamo. Uh, mm-hmm. Chamo. Um, I think uh, Shannon also referred to him as Obi-Wan Wasabi in that oh. episode. Yeah. Um, call me Mr. Etch-a-Sketch. I, I think that was in reference to uh, the very end 
uh, when he said that, you know, he didn't hold any grudges. He said, okay. Take it off. Oh, right. <laughs> they were right. worried that he was going to uh, retaliate. <laughs> yeah, with the car. And I think he had just removed the cup holders or something. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Terrence. I, I kind of wish that he had a nickname for his old puzzle thing because that episode was just hilarious. <laughs> like, kind of like Puzzle King or Puzzle Master or something like that. Um, yeah, because that would have been awesome. Just to just to play up that that whole episode since they spent so much time on Terrence. I'd love to see more of that dark side of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's always the what is he? He's like the go getter. Yeah, he's the ha- really enthusiastic, the happy go lucky guy. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh, darn guys, that was <laughs> awesome. He's kind of like he's kind of like Kenneth in uh, Thirty Rock. The the page Kenneth. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Uh, Other fun things that I found. um, He still lives with his mom, which I forgot her name, but she's mentioned in that same episode. Carol. And he he seems to know his first aid procedures pretty well. At least uh, you in the blank shirt. Call 911, (laughs) which was used in season three and four. So Mm. it's like, okay, he's consistent. He knows his (laughs) procedures. He's trying to get help. (laughs) Uh, but I think like the whole you in the blue shirt call 911 that's also the writer's way of throwing in a joke because they're all wearing blue shirts yeah yeah. (laughs) so it's like who is he talking to (laughs) and they use the exact same line in a future episode and they say you in the flower shirt Mm. call 911 right so okay I think that's all I have oh I guess there's a, just a quick mention. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Meta names are just mentioned very briefly in passing. Mr. Meta's name is Sanjeev, uh, which I think Paul kind of teased on Twitter before it was actually mentioned. He did it in sign language. And uh, thankfully, Lisa, <laughs> who had taken sign during that time, had translated it for us. Mm. And uh, Mrs. Meta is... Oh, why, why do I do this to myself? I can't say this name. Anjali. Anjali? Yes, yeah. Anjali. There we go. Yeah. Um, and funny fact about uh, Alora Panik. Panik. Oh, Panik. 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 Thank you. <laughs> I think. Um, she actually played a Mrs. Meta in another show as well. So this is not the first time she's been Mrs. Meta. <laughs> mm. Oh, and Gerald. Did you have anything about Gerald? Well, most of his nicknames came from Chelsea. Oh, oh yes. Right. His many nicknames from Bum, his bum. love. <laughs> G. Well, no, G was from Dree. Oh. Right. Gerbear. Or is it Gerbear? I think it's Gerbear, yeah. yeah. I remember um, last name. for Fan Expo, I had made them all shirts and i knew ben was gonna be there and i i struggled for a while with coming up with something to put on his shirt i wanted to do something chelsea centric centric and i put on his shirt bum bum like one of those like shirts where it has a whole bunch of like names and then it's like running down the shirt anyway so i put bum bum jer bear g and then he made the comment like oh you even remember g I'm like, yeah, that was the first one that I put down. <laughs> I struggled with Bum Bum. Bum Bum would have been an easy one, no. 
Yeah, but I don't think he would. I don't think the guy's ever going to wear the shirt, but <laughs> I, I think he's going to wear it even less since it says bum bum on it. Well, I think if, if he's trying to, if he's going to a Kim's fan of, event, I think he might wear Maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Fan Expo, um, I had noticed that he was wearing the same shirt at Fan Expo that he had in the uh, episode where they did the kiss. Oh. Yeah. Janet, I think I hope that's not a spoiler anymore. But no, <laughs> no it shouldn't be. And if it is, and, to you, just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I sort of, I was doing a, I think an Instagram post, and I was, you know, I took a photo of uh, the fan expo appearance and then the one from the show, and I put them together, and I said, look, same, not same thing. And oh. then, sure enough, <laughs> uh, the one on the show, I think, was a colored version of the same print. Okay. Oh. As the one in Fan Expo, and I reached out to Andrea about that, and she said, "Oh my gosh, I didn't notice, but he <laughs> got a lot of compliments um, on the show oh. for that shirt." <laughs> um, so I thought, you know, maybe he just stole it from from wardrobe, and maybe had it altered, or maybe he got the fabric, and he's handy with, a, you know, with a sewing yeah. machine. I, I don't know, um, <laughs> but I, I noticed the same thing too in rewatching these episodes. Was that um, Janet had worn the uh, raccoon shirt that she did when she came out for um, the uh, Bad Dog event last summer. Oh, okay. Um, so that was during one of the imp- uh, Andrew's improv sessions, right? So she right. was wearing, uh, I forget which episode now, but uh, there was a scene where I think Janet wanted to move out and uh, Appa was charging her for everything including oh. the milk that she used for her cereal <laughs> yeah right. so it was, it was in that scene she was wearing that raccoon and, and then i mentioned oh my gosh i don't mean to geek out but you're wearing the same shirt um <laughs> you know as on the show and she she mentioned that because she was new to toronto uh, from <laughs> vancouver she didn't have a lot with her oh so you may have taken a few things from wardrobe <laughs> that's cool yeah i know i've seen videos of jung Sorry, not Jung. Simu. Simu taking stuff from wardrobe too. Uh, <laughs> I, I know, I think that was like between season two and season three, they showed him uh, going into wardrobe and taking something. Sort of like how Chris Helmsworth took a couple hammers with him after what? filming Thor. <laughs> really? Yeah, he did. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't know that. So Shang-Chi is also doing that as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, just to cap it off, I just have some really quick ones. So we finished talking about Handy, but also there was Stacy with Stasa Base and Omar with the Mars Bar and Omarzing. Yeah, I'll stick. That's all Shannon stuff. So, okay. So why don't we get to the fun stuff? I know that Chi Hung has kind of prepared a chronological history. Well, he's gone through the entire series again to go through and I guess find inaccuracies or continuity things <laughs> thing. anyway well, I'm gonna let Chi Hung yeah. talk okay so I yeah I'm not I'm not gonna point out too many inaccuracies I just thought I'd give some um, maybe milestones we'll, we'll put it that way okay so I found this neat uh, online timeline uh, software which actually doubles as a like a diary entry so I've put in the episodes uh, in sort of a diary format. And oh, so wow. if we go back to the very beginnings of season one, Kim's Convenience, uh, you recall that 
it was the gay discount episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it obviously happened around um, the Gay Pride Week in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So back in 2016, Gay Pride would have been uh, in the last week of June. So we're talking June 2016 is when sort of the Kim's Convenience TV series, that's when it uh, first started. Okay. And then so we referenced um, uh, Janet being in class at OCAD. Uh, so first day of OCAD classes was on September 7th. So uh, so we're oh. progressing. In some episodes, they don't really have any markers in terms of um, yeah. events or or anything. So I'm, I'm kind of just thinking it's every couple of weeks, every couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, in episode 104, which is uh, Frank and Nayang, mm-hmm. uh, Shannon takes Terrence to a Raptors game. Right. Originally meant for Jung, and for some reason, he just couldn't get over the fact that maybe... Shannon liked him, so he kind of made up that excuse of <laughs> I'm not being sick uh, to get out of it. So the Raptors, you know, they, they their basketball season doesn't start until late October, so that's sort of the next touch point. Oh, right. And just um, going wingman, rude kid, Hapkido, there weren't really many other, you know, uh, major events. So we're going November. And again, because there's no... No winter. There's no winter scenes. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. always been a mild uh, autumn. Um, so let's. Uh, so what I have as being the the jump in time is between episodes uh, one twelve and one thirteen. So Appa's lump and mm-hmm. family singing contest. Right. Mm. Um, so I have Appa's lump as being late November. Oh. Um, so you know, there's. Uh, as I mentioned, there isn't really anything too much, except in that episode, Kimchi mentions that it's been a few weeks since uh, Jung had, you know, uh, tried to get out of getting uh, joining Shannon to watch the Raptors. Mm. And all of a sudden, he's really into her. Like, what's going on? So, yeah. you know, so when he said it's been a few weeks, so that sort of um, puts it into the late November timeline. Huh. Right. And then for the very last um, episode of season one, the family singing contest, Mm -hmm. I have that as being in May of 2017. So almost Mm. five, six months. Oh, wow. Um, So there's nothing too much to suggest that, except if you remember, Janet wanted to wait for uh, a moment where Amma is happy and to break the news that she was moving out. Right, Mm -hmm. right. So, and that would have been the family singing contest. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason that that's important is because she mentions that she signed a lease at the end of the episode. Oh, right. which would have been at the and end of the, the school year. And then the following season premiere, she's moving out. Right. Um, and she's moving out for basically to start her second year of school. So I have um, episode two of, 201 um, as being in June of 2017. So hmm. that's why there's kind of a big gap in between, you know, the penultimate and the, and the finale of season one mm-hmm. for no other re- reason than there's only 13 episodes per season. So uh, in terms of timeline, that that's what makes sense. Hmm. Um, so moving on to the rest of season two. Um, so she, Mrs. Kim gets the Moss Park business person of the year in the mm-hmm. second episode. Pastor Nina gets, um, does the renovations, so she stays over at the Kim. So that's yeah. sort of still in June. 
Uh, Naomi visits from Waterloo where she goes to school. Um, so that doesn't really help too much because Waterloo has a co-op program. So who knows? Uh, <laughs> That's goes true. basically year round there. So there's mm-hmm. no, uh, there's no touch points. Um, and then going along. Um, so most of these episodes I have being in the summer for the beginning of season two, season two. Mm-hmm. And then not until I would say halfway. So I have a uh, sneak attack, uh, episode 207 being in July. That's where, um, you know, she had Mrs. Lee smuggle face cream <laughs> right. to, to sell. Um, and that was the episode where uh, Jung and Kimchi were Get looking for a new freezer because yeah. they had exploded. Uh, they had put beers yeah. in, the, in the freezer and it exploded, which, which is, which is kind of Kim funny problem. because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it, that's, w- that's what prompted them to be, you know, the simple travelers, travelers looking for appliances. That was that yeah. episode um, where the freezer was messed up. And then it happened again when um, Kimchi was a house guest. Yep, yep. <laughs> and he brought warm beers and Appa put them in the freezer and then that caused some issues too. So it was... Uh, it was they didn't... They didn't reference this, the season two episode. I mean, mm-hmm. the same thing essentially happened. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so that uh, so that's in uh, July of 2017, and then we have a big gap, and it resumes in April of 2018 with the episode "Silent Auction," episode oh, wow. 208. Um, and uh, let's see, I don't really have a reason to suggest that it's April necessarily. I mean, there's, there's the, uh, the auction with the Jose Bautista mm-hmm. Blue Jays bat. So I'm thinking maybe the, you know, baseball season had started, but that was also the same episode where Jung had sent a complaint, uh, complaint to HR because right. she was taking such long lunches. Right. And when HR came, um, you know, uh, Jung was trying to deflect and say, Oh no, it was just an April fool's joke. Oh, so perhaps yeah. that season, that episode was um, set in April. Huh. Um, so that was episode two hundred eight. Uh, we're going along. Uh, two ten was when uh, uh, Raj was introduced, right, as Janet's boyfriend. Now I, I had issues, not so much with Raj, but at how um, emotional Janet got. Um, so within twenty minutes. Uh, both she and Appa were in tears mm-hmm. because Raj had not told them about his engagement right. to Divya. And I just, I didn't feel the emotional resonance. Like I wasn't invested in this Raj character. He just appeared. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. It wasn't like Alex who had at least, I think I had an episode where he was, um, he, he followed up on that uh, incident with uh, the kid and the knife. Mm-hmm. And right. then, and then later on, he was, you know, seen with, with Janet. But Raj just kind of showed up. Um, but of course, he'll, he'll be an, an important character later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so we're still in April. And if we fast forward to the finale of season two, Handy Graduation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jung was celebrating getting his uh, GED. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we're we're past June, I'm assuming, because there was a reference about uh, missing Father's Day. Oh, okay. Um, I think it had something to do with uh, was it the Jay's tickets? That yeah, they oh, talk yeah. about Jay's tickets because that was going to be a gift. And that then, was a graduation yeah. gift, right? Yeah. 
Um, so if you recall that, so uh, Shannon threw Zhang a graduation party or a prom type of thing. <laughs> that's where they had their their big first kiss, um, or two kisses actually. But uh, Zhang was on his way out because um, I guess he was looking for advancement. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he was going to work for the competition, of course. And um, so I have this set as June. Um, and it was a bit odd because when, when you, we came back from or f- uh, for season three, mm-hmm. uh, it was hard to tell exactly. I mean, he was still unemployed. Uh, he, he didn't get the job because you know, of his criminal background. But um, because of the change in the location for Handy yeah. and the merge, yeah. You can you can even, you can sense that um, Kimchi had been the assistant manager for a little while because he had his own routine and he had his own sort of um, manager mm-hmm. uh, management style. So I had to, I had that set as September. Okay. Um, so from June to September, there was a big gap where Jung was unemployed, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until you know he got desperate and he um, he figured the prospects of getting back to handy was better than finding another job because of his criminal background. Mm-hmm. He made up that fake character, Dave. Um, and of course, uh, Shannon didn't understand what that really meant, but eventually, uh, she took him back, even though they were fully staffed, but of course he had to assume a lesser role, um, working as a, you know, as a blue shirt again, not, uh, <laughs> right. Not dressing up in a, in a tie. Well, they gave him an extra small shirt or a small shirt. An extra yeah. small yeah. A shirt that didn't extra fit. Extra small, extra tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we had, uh, oh, actually, one thing I wanted to mention. So in, in episode 302 with Cutie Pie, if you remember, um, uh, so a customer named Lisa, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, was commenting on the, um, the uh, sour candies, mm-hmm. cherry. Mm-hmm. The cherry candies. sours, yeah. Yeah. And so she left a, a review and called him, you know, a cutie pie. Um, so if you take a look at that screen, uh, so it wasn't Facebook where the review was left or even Google. It was a site called Yippee. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's actually a domain that's taken. I don't know if it was taken at the time. It has nothing to do with anything, really. Hmm. Um, but the address for the the store isn't like Mimi's variety. Like it's not the actual oh. Kim's Convenience storefront. It's set at 9918 Danforth Avenue. Oh, oh really? So, yeah. So they're in like Greek Which, town. Um, Wait, 99. Yeah. It, it's, it's not close. I mean, it's not too close to where it should be. Huh. Um, and then there's a postal code that doesn't match up either. But uh, what's interesting to see as well <laughs> is they have sort of the store hours. And I think it was something like uh, 9... Either eight or nine in the morning to ten at night. Oof. Um, that that for, that sounds about accurate. Yeah, I mean, if those were really the hours, they would never get out of that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get out I'm surprised store. they close as much as they do in the show. Like that. That's been one thing that kind of been as seasons uh, two and onwards. It's like, oh, you only close your store once, and now you're closing it pretty often. <laughs> Anywho. Well, they technically didn't close it. It's just sometimes they happen to be out quite a bit. So who's really minding the store, right? Yeah, unless there's a a secret Kim's worker that we don't know about that that will be on the (laughs) final season that they were always there. Yeah, I mean, they tried that experiment with Gerald and that didn't really work out too well. (laughs) 
um so uh so just sort of fast forwarding through season three because as i mentioned before there was no there was there weren't many too too many of these touch points Mm -hmm. so i didn't get any sense of when these things were happening too much um so gwen was introduced in episode 310 Mm -hmm. um so that was when kimchi had his 30-step plan um, <laughs> right. before asking Gwen out. And eventually he was kind of pressured. And so uh, he settled upon a 7 a.m. breakfast on a, on a Thursday. And that, and that kind of worked out. So again, that was episode 310. And then it was um, six months later, they had that anniversary. Mm. Um, so that would bring it into, into May, I believe. Or sorry, um, yeah, uh, thinking about inking was episode four hundred five, so we're into May, and that was the episode where Kimchi had bought this expensive necklace oh. <laughs> because previous to that it was all food, you know, things you can eat, and uh, so he got that expensive gift that Jung sort of took <laughs> as his own, right? Because <laughs> he was pressured, he felt pressured by Shannon. Um, uh, you know, when she got him a gift, but obviously it was just a little, it was like a Happy Meal type of toy. Um, so that was, uh, you know, that was episode 405. And uh, the next episode, Soccer Dad, um, they talked about having Simcoe Day coming up. Simcoe Day is a, a Canadian holiday uh, in August. Oh. So, in, um, so that sort of sets. <laughs> holiday that. Yeah, that sort of sets it in July. Um, of 2019 and um and what's weird if you remember um you know appa and Oma, they were dressed up for a costume party right right so appa was in his mexican he called it a mexican burrito, burrito. <laughs> <laughs> and Oma was a business person Bay that's just Street, going to their yeah, cottage something. in muskoka <laughs> so we thought or i thought that would be their first Halloween episode, and mm-hmm. they they mentioned that Janet had uh, Emma's Hanbok dress, yes, from mm-hmm. Halloween, yes. So I think we can safely guess that would be in sort of late October, oh, early November. So they did do it, darn it, kind of right. And uh, the next episode, Chamo four hundred eight, Terrence revealed that he was dressed as an East Indian on Halloween. So we're mm-hmm. still set in November. Um, but if you remember as well, uh, Kimchi was uh, went a little overboard trying to outspice Terrence, and mm-hmm. he went into sort of a medical uh, daze <laughs> from all that right. spice he ate. And this is sort of like a, a, an Easter egg, I guess. Um, Andrew Fung revealed on Twitter he took oh. a photo of the actual right. medical bracelet right. that the right. prop department had um, created for him. And some useful information, uh, date of birth, January 26, 1990. So that yeah. would make him approximately 30 years old on yep. the show. Um, but it also said that the date of his, uh, I guess, of being admitted to hospital was June 17, 2019. Oh. I'm thinking that's more of maybe a production date because that doesn't line up with anything. Because the previous episode, they were just... As I mentioned, they had the Halloween episode, right? Yeah. Um, so there's no way they jumped from October to uh, to June. Huh. So you know, okay, because that was more of an Easter egg, as I mentioned, that was never yeah. mentioned on the show, mm-hmm. right? So we can assume that um, that episode was in the fall, uh, in November as well. 
And um, let's just skip forward a little bit. Uh, Birds, Birds of a Feather. Uh, that was the episode where Jung sort of tried to rescue the, uh, Doug. the dove. Yeah. <laughs> Dougie. Yeah. Um, but that was also the episode where Appa was going to be giving a seminar on oh, uh, right. being, I guess, having a small business. And uh, he was asked by Pastor Nina to bump bump his uh, session to the next month. Oh, right. Because, because of the holiday. Right. Yeah, because of weekend. the holiday Friday. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I only know of one holiday Friday, and that's Good Friday. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes you have Christmas or New Year's, but obviously it's, it's not in wintertime. So, um, so he agreed initially uh, to move it. Um, which would mean that uh, these, the original date of the seminar would have been in March. Mm. Uh, so again, we're in, now we're in 2020. We're sort of almost caught up to, um, to real time. Hmm. Uh, so again, that was when he, um, you know, he gave his, his speech after uh, Jimmy had given his about uh, you know, growing up and eventually getting the car dealership. But through hard work, he was able to uh, be successful. Um, one thing that I, I, I noticed, too, and I mentioned about continuity, was that this was the episode where uh, Gerald visits the store and Appa gave him a bag of ketchup chips. So that's a, a callback to the oh, first season. Right. Um, this was also where they talked about um, the, the kids. They talked about their summer plans to go to Korea. Mm-hmm. Right. Originally, it was Spain for, uh, for Gerald and, and Chelsea, but uh, they all seemed to be settled upon Korea uh, to teach English. Um, but for Janet, uh, we, we know later on that she has a, a change of plans. Um, when she gets that photo, uh, photo gig in, was it Tanzania? Yes. Right. Right. So, um, the last episode for 13, um, they, they were all saying their goodbyes and it looked like Gerald was on his way out cause, um, Mr. and Mrs. Kim present him with a bunch of packages to bring to Korea, <laughs> right. of which it's better to bring in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's where we kind of have it. And that was, you know, that was, again, where uh, Janet had reminded everyone that they had been roommates for three years. And who knows if they're going to be back together, um, right. you know, in the, in the next season, whether there'll be roommates again or if there'll be new, uh, new roommates or new cast members even. Hmm. Uh, what's going to happen with the relationship? So awesome. Yeah, thanks, Chi-Hung. That was, I, I, I had never thought to go and do a chronological kind of look at it, but that, that I've learned a lot from that. <laughs> Okay, so uh, one fun topic we haven't done before on the podcast is talk about potential spinoffs on the show. I mean, if you think about TV history, there are probably only a handful of shows that have kind of succeeded beyond their parent show or kind of went somewhere on par, and I wrote down a few of them. Um, There's Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, which a lot of people like Better Call Saul. I personally don't, but some people do. Um... One of my favorites is uh, Frasier, which came from Cheers. Uh, Then if you're into the whole vampire stuff, there's Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, which I didn't really watch. But uh, fun fact, Andrea really likes Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) Uh, Then there's Hercules and Xena, Warrior Princess, which may be too old for some really young viewers. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but, I met Lucy Lawless. Yes, um, Lucy Lawless. What she's you... great. She uh, she put her hand on my chest, and uh, I didn't know what was going on, and she kind of whispered to me, "Prom pose." And I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only other one I've written because uh, we have Chi Hung here is all the seventy iterations of Power Rangers. <laughs> if you consider um, they're all spinoffs of each other, but anyway. Um, now, I mean, I think one of the qualifying things that made them more successful or as successful as each other is that they have these characters that have enough charisma to carry on the show. Uh, I think one exception probably would have been Friends and then that Joey show. I mean, Joey was such a popular character, but I think they ran for like three, three seasons or something like that before crapped out but oh i didn't even know they had a spinoff yeah i think <laughs> uh, the complaint was that uh, it was the supporting cast mm. and i found that a lot of these other shows had like a good supporting cast to go with that character mm. um but anywho um i have a whole bunch of like kind of ideas for spinoffs but i'm wondering if chi hung would like to go first if he had any ideas where kim's could do spinoffs oh so you know, with um, the announcement that Simu had been cast as Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. um, it sort of cast a bit of a doubt about his availability for season five. And I know he he went on record to say that he wouldn't make time for both. They were both sides of the same weapon or, or something like that um, <laughs> for to, to promote sort of... Um, diversity in Asian Americans, Asian Canadians in, in entertainment. Right. So it was good to hear that he was still committed to the show. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure in terms of the timing, whether um, the the showrunners had geared the episodes toward maybe reducing his role or, you know, uh, right. Try to fit in his schedule. And I just looking at some of the episode titles, like for Bon Voyage, uh, the the finale episode of season four, mm-hmm. I had thought originally that it was going to be him that was on his way out. Oh. And I had, I've long had this theory where he had, when Grace Lee, his high school sweetheart, I guess, yeah. came to visit in season one, that when they hooked up that, and uh, she returned to Vancouver, maybe she had a kid and just never told him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's far off, but like surprise, uh, it's a very big drama. <laughs> yeah, and I thought I thought that might have happened before he got together with Shannon, and I mean that that could always still happen mm-hmm. uh, if he needed some time away mm-hmm. to to complete shooting of um, the Marvel film, right? Um, but uh, you know, like, what if he had been hired by that competing um, car rental agency? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that would mean less of a reason for Handy to be involved in scenes because I always thought that Simu was like the connective tissue that had both worlds uh, shown on Kim's Convenience. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you take away Jung, um, I mean, yeah, you know, season four, they really made a big effort to introduce or to integrate Shannon and, and Kimchi mm-hmm. with the rest of the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess, it, you know, they could, it, it could still survive, but... Um, 
if if Zhang had made it to a you know a rival agency, would that mean that there'd be less of him, or would it mean there'd be more of new characters? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Handy definitely I think is strong enough where they could go on a spinoff. Mm. Uh, if if that's the direction that CBC wanted to go, mm-hmm. uh, so of course you know with Andrew being a three time uh, Canadian Screen Awards winner, <laughs> and uh, they've really fleshed out that world, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with Terrence and, and mm. Shannon and some, and, you know, the newer cast, Omar and, and Stacy, mm-hmm. as well. What, what what were you thinking of, Mike? Yeah, Handy was definitely one of them. Um, <laughs> I felt that Handy has sort of come out on its own to be pretty much its own show. Like a lot of sitcoms, they'll probably focus on a group. And then within that group, each of these guys will go on their own adventure and then meet back at the end. But I felt Handy was sort of just its own thing away from Kim. So I could easily see them kind of splitting that off. So Handy would just be its own show. Because, yeah, as you said, they fleshed out Terrence. They're fleshing out Shannon. They mm-hmm. they added Omar and Stacy to, uh, we cover another podcast, to kind of cover the humor that Jung and and kimchi used to cover in seasons one and two but now they're kind of filled those roles in seasons three and four um so all those elements are there ready for handy to be i don't know maybe it's handy andy's handy andy's world because they they (laughs) built up enough of each of the characters for for kim's within kim's so that when when they when and if they spin off um the audience would be familiar. They're not completely building a whole new world. There's a strong enough cast to kind of pull away to still see that. And I feel that that's that what that's what makes a successful spinoff because you need to have some of those recognizable characters that people are already yeah. attached to. You want to bring over some of that audience base because if you're building brand new audience base, it's much harder, right? The other character, so I tried to think along those lines about, you know, they've already kind of built this world and how are they going to do more world building on top of that? Mm -hmm. So another popular character is obviously Mr. Meta. Whenever people talk about customers, they're like, or sharing memes, Mr. Meta is usually the number one customer of the Kims (laughs) that they share. And Mr. Meta has a Mrs. Meta, a Raj Meta, and estranged daughter Meta that we don't, (laughs) have never seen. (laughs) So, I mean, just on that... Um, you can build a world around that. And he, he has a restaurant as well. Mm-hmm. Metabites or something. I don't know. No, something like it that. wouldn't be something like something... that. He serves butter chicken. So I think it's more traditional. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, think... I mean, you can still throw in other characters back into there. Yeah, like Mr. Sure. Chin, because now they're... They've they're, met. <laughs> they've been in the same room a mm-hmm. couple times. And I'm going to guess that in some way or another, they're, maybe they're all poker buddies because we know Appa plays poker. Right. Um, or golf. Yeah, golf. <laughs> um, and then, like, yeah, that goes off to the other customers on the show. Uh, obviously, there, there are people like Rodrigo, who plays Enrique, who is funny on himself. Mm-hmm. Make him roommates with, I don't know, Gerald or Terrence or something. And you or got the cereal guy, or the or Gavin Williams, the <laughs> cereal guy, and you you got a you got a really random house. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the big one is Kimchi. Kimchi could pretty much, I mean, throughout seasons one to four, he's shown all this growth mm-hmm. that he could pretty much have his own show that could also still use elements of Handy. Mm-hmm. And um, 
maybe he's making new friends. Who knows? And Shang-Chi just appears once in a while. <laughs> well, obviously, Jung, but... Yeah. Uh, my last one was kind of a bit morbid. Oh. Um, I called it the, uh, you know, uh, in season, the season finale for season four, they mentioned the after Appa and after Oma plan. So let's say something happens to one of them for whatever reason, they win the lottery and decide to split off or, or something worse happens and you can continue this, the show with <laughs> one of them. And then right. it could be the after Appa plan Amma, who is living in her condo and traveling the world. Or after Amma plan Appa, who is in Brampton with Mrs. Ko. Oh, dear. That's weird. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. I thought one of the fun spinoffs that the world hasn't been explored enough, but it seems to have a whole lot of chaos and drama to be a series on its own, is The Church. Oh, yeah. Pastor Nina's <laughs> Pastor world. Pastor Nina's world, yeah. Because she has so much, I don't know, spunk, I guess. And she's funny. She's, she's confusing. And she's confused half the time. Yeah. And she's she's letting out people's secrets because she does counseling. And she visits the store and visits other places. It seems like she has her own world. And, of course, we have those characters like Mrs. Lee, Mrs. Park, and... Jimmy. Jimmy now to be part of this world as well, right? So... It, it's like, what is what is it like in this Pastor Nina church? What, what, what happens there? Confusing. <laughs> it's confusing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of spin-off potential. A lot of great characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and a lot of award-winning characters here, too. Yes. A lot of these guys, uh, Enrique uh, Rodrigo, uh, has also been nominated for a lot of those CSA awards as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so any one of these guys could easily have their own show. Anywho, uh, so that wraps that up. Unless Chi Hung has anything else to add? No, I think you've covered the basis. <laughs> I, I, all the other characters, um, I think the reason they work so well is because they complement uh, Mr. Kim in the store. Mm. Um because Mr. Kim is just very blunt to, to certain characters, and he's, uh, he well, I mean, I guess he's blunt to most people in, in general, but um, he he's a little softer at the, at the church, um, and then when he's at handy, he's kind of he, he's always been kind of awkward. I, I remember he came in one time with that he put was it mascara on his beard. <laughs> What's going on? Is that is that my son on the billboard or on the on the cutout? And, mm. um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I think it's a testament to uh, to all of the guest actors they've had, um, how well they've integrated into the show, mm-hmm. and just. Uh, but they're but you're excited to see them and you recognize them and, and they and they reuse a lot of even the ones that don't really have names. Uh, I noticed that there was like I am. Like this grumpy older guy, he doesn't really say Oh, much. yeah, the guy who's like getting the eggs to throw or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 that guy. Um, and then, you know, it, it's so it's neat to see some of the same faces again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they don't have a name. Uh, I know that a lot of us kind of fantasize of having a walk-in role where we're just in the store and maybe just buying something in the background, not necessarily saying anything, just, just to be there in the cold open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think especially anybody who's watched the show enough as as much as we have how we all have probably envisioned how we would fit in that world and most <laughs> of us it's funny because most of us will probably want to be customers at one point or another 
<laughs> okay. Uh, another fun thing that I want to talk about is to kind of go along the timeline that uh, the, that Hung had talked about. It's kind of key points in the Kim's universe where one change could have possibly affected the outcome of multiple events or kind of change the show from there. Um, so I came up with five points, but I'm kind of curious if any of you guys came up with your own. Well, um, so I kind of talked about a couple of them. So with, uh, John getting the job Mm -hmm. uh, at the competitor, that would have changed things a lot. Um, so maybe something that I hadn't mentioned. Um, so how about, um, how about when, uh, let's see here with the Hapkido episode, um, you know, Mr. Kim was very upset that uh, Janet was being taught by another right. instructor. Right, mm-hmm. right. So he went to the he went to confront the teacher, and uh, he was he was scared for his life. Right, right. And, uh, <laughs> he said goodbye to Janet. So what have what have you got? But it really was a goodbye. <laughs> oh, oh wow. wow! Oh, that would have affected. I know, a lot dark of stuff. Dark. Well, Emma um, would have had her after up a plan already in effect, so she that would have started her series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Did he did he sell her plot at that point? Probably not. No, no, no. No, they did. They did. Oh right, they that, sold that it a long time before. ago. Yeah. Right. Air conditioner. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she would have realized at that point, hey, where's my plot? <laughs> it's like, why, why is mine missing now? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought of... Um, oh, you thought of one. Yeah, so they're small ones. Like Okay. No. The, the one where the graduation, basically. Like if yeah. Shannon, because of the kiss, actually accepted Jung. Oh. Rather than going back to Alejandro and having a conscience. Like she, she was willing to own up to her feelings like what would have happened oh, okay i think the first thing is they wouldn't have to clean that storage closet <laughs> right and like would that have changed jung's confidence would that have changed anything like would he still have had growth because i feel like he had that no shannon time period for like almost a That's season true. that it helped him grow as a person and personality and learn more things about himself because like as we've talked about in the past him and kimchi are they act yeah. like kids yeah. so so how would that have changed and would that would that have kept him in, in being a kid and lessen his interactions with Appa because he would have he would have still been a kid or would it actually have encouraged him to talk to Appa because he wouldn't have had that fight he mm-hmm. wouldn't have been in that bad mood right mm-hmm. so oh, I don't know true. like the w- which way would it have gone in the relationship of Janet and Chung that would cascade into jung's life with his parents hmm. so that's something that i was always interested in because it's the appa side that i w- i always thought about yeah not because of the shannon and jung relationship because yeah, 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 i don't yeah. really care about that all too much <laughs> <laughs> um the other one was i think we actually chatted about this when okay. we we're, t- were talking about these was um what if samira oh, didn't yeah. pull out from their whole what if she was a living situation yeah. yeah like it right from the beginning she's like you know yeah we're all gonna move in together cool like what would have happened would chelsea never have appeared what's samira Probably dated not. gerald like 
Yeah, I think like, I think you would have had that third person, the same person, say, mm, I don't know if that's a good idea. Just having one of those in their house probably would have prevented a lot of Janet's dating. Yeah. So it, it would be interesting because it would cause a very different dynamic change. And would that have sped up Gerald and Janet's relationship, possibly? Mm-hmm. Or would that have kept yeah. it being separate forever i think think they would have made better choices overall i agree (laughs) with that they took out they took out samira to uh, add the comedic thing this is the worst timeline (laughs) that's going to happen for janet so we're just going to remove her sense Mm -hmm. like these sane friends the sensibility that can like put her on the right track (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. uh so i had a couple that do overlap with you guys um Number five was probably the least effect on everything. What if Emma had gave up church after Pastor Nina arrived? Now, of course, the Kims in the Kims universe, church is so important for Emma. That's like a big part of her social circle. But we find out in season four that she also has a book club. She also has other friends mm-hmm. beyond the church, uh, Mrs. Meta, um, and some other people as well. So yeah. I think that if she had left church... Um, she would have still had those friends, just probably they would have been featured more in the episodes. Mm-hmm. And le- definitely less stress from people like Mrs. Park, uh, because she was a big factor in seasons one and two. And then she magically disappeared. <laughs> Maybe she left the church because her counseling didn't work out with her husband. She was mentioned in season four, mm-hmm. but uh, she never yes. appeared again. Mm. Yeah, that that caught me by surprise. I mean, it was, you know, my wife did this trivia thing for my birthday. And that was one of the questions, like, who didn't appear past season two, right? And (laughs) because the name was mentioned, I I just thought I saw her. But no, you're right. She only appeared in the first two seasons. (laughs) The only one that has appeared in three seasons is Samira Getanesh, um, Mm. who she just makes one appearance in season three. And uh, I think Mm. we said in another episode of the podcast, but... Um, basically it, it was based on her availability. She's been busy and Kim's didn't really intersect. So, uh, that's why she didn't really appear, but Mm -hmm. who knows? Um, number four on my list is what if Janet had just got over all these dumb boys and went off to focus on her career and herself. That kind of goes in line with the whole Samira thing. I Mm. feel it just that if she had focused on her career and stuff, it just put less focus on all the the, the stupid relationship stuff that happened in seasons and a season two to season four, which I don't know how much of that stuff still would have happened. I mean, like she probably would have had the whole Rhonda Mills thing still happen. <laughs> uh, if Chelsea, no. uh, well, we don't know for sure with yeah. Chelsea there. Uh, Chelsea's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be as realistic. Like this getting this coming of age kind of character who's lived under her parents' roof finally had the freedom to do whatever she wants to date whoever she wants and she would not date all these random guys i just don't see that happening no i mean yeah, she do you remember sorry sorry do you remember the episode where she had left a pack of condoms right yes. back in her right. old bedroom but then when she was confronted upon it uh, about that, she also mentioned she was on the pill, so she was active oh, sexually. Good so point. she was just never at home with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she could have just been prepared, just always doing that anyway. But, true, that is true. But yeah. who knows? We'll leave it up to the writers. 
Um, number three goes along the lines of what Chi Hung was saying about if what if Jung had got that management job at mm. the other company, and we won't really go into that. But um, some points that I thought about if Jung had got that job, and uh, Shannon, I guess going against uh, mm-hmm. your theory of you know what if Shannon had accepted him at that point, would Jung would have had. Would Jung have had the confidence to go more head to head with Alejandro? Because at that point, uh, he would have had the same sort of earning power as Shannon. And was pr- he getting a manager job? Yeah, oh. he was getting a manager yes. job. Okay. He just didn't get he it. Forgot that now. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe that would have made things a little more juicier on the Alejandro part. But again, I don't care about Chan Jung, so mm. I'm not going to go too much in there. Uh, the only other thing that I would think about is that Kim Chi and Jung probably would have lived better in season three. <laughs> they probably would have had more fancy things to add to the place. And, you know, it's even possible they would have got their own places. Like mm. Jung wouldn't be Moved living out. in that pseudo closet room with the sliding door. Folding door. <laughs> <laughs> My big number two, um, that goes back to season two. What if Appa never got Janet's smartphone? Right. Because if you remember, I mean, it's not just having the fact that it was a smartphone. It was Janet's smartphone because it had Jung's the number contacts, in it, yeah. Right? And Appa had mistakenly called Jung. And then Jung's like, oh. Thought it was his date. Yeah, this is that girl. <laughs> okay, I'm going to text the girl. And that started the whole kind of reconciliation process yeah so if they never did i think that probably would have pushed everything to the last season for them actually getting Mm. together would this have been realistic probably more realistic but uh probably would have drove tv watchers nuts (laughs) but if you read the play they they go through that big time skip. Well, right. sorry, it's not a time skip. But it's a different time period. Different timeline overall. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. So, sorry, uh, different timeline overall. So, yeah, it it probably would have matched better with that. And number one, uh, what if Jung never ran away? This wouldn't <laughs> be Kim's convenience. I think. That would this would be a totally different story. Did he fully run away, or was it that Appa kicked him out? Well, he beat him up. Well, they didn't say that. <laughs> he went to the hospital, and then Jung went away. Mm-hmm. Because they always fought. Yeah, they got in a fight. Yeah. Right? yeah. After he stole some money. So, yeah. I mean, if he didn't run away, who knows? I mean, it could have been anything at that point. <laughs> yeah, and that that's too hard to explore. I, I would... I don't know. Would it be as interesting? Because the whole Jung and Appa arc has probably been the most interesting thing what grabbed me in season one and two. And not so much three and four because at this point it's sort of reconciled. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would have just been a different show. Mm-hmm. So thanks again for joining us, Chi Hung. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me again. You can follow him at Chi of Steel on Twitter. So if you have any other comments, questions, or stories to share, tweet me at MikeYUAN82. As always, this show is marketing conspiracy-free, past best before date, but still pretty good. Until the next time. Okay, see you. 